You're listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au. Thanks, Ian. All right, so today's preach, I actually want to just start with a question just for you guys just to think over and um, just mull over while I preach. So can I ask you, what identifies you as you? In this world, um, as you live, does your job identify you? Do do the people around you identify you? Or do you allow God to identify you as a person? So in a current world, us trying to make our own identities for ourselves is not easy. In a world of uncertainty and confusion of who you are and the, amount of, and the amount the world tells you you should be and where you belong. It's, it's no wonder people are confused about their identities. As you're all aware, these days you can identify as anything and the world's okay with that. Um, this is not only, in my opinion, insane, but it also it doesn't agree with how God's created you and who you're meant to be as a person. Instead of being content with who they are, they're constantly thinking they aren't good enough. We work long hours trying to impress bosses. We struggle with eating disorders, thinking we're overweight or too small. We always trying to get the better. We are always trying to better ourselves through the eyes through our eyes, but not through God's. However, he has created each and every one of us in his own image and plan that he has for our lives. It is crucial that we don't allow the world to give us our identity, and we need to allow God to do that. In a world like this, as Christians, it is crucial that we know our identity, and that is in Christ. So today, I want to look at who we are in Christ and the identity that he has given us. Not what the world says we are, but what Christ says we are. Our, our identity in Christ is not what we do on a personal level, but it's defined on our relationship with God and the plan and the future that he has created for us through and what he has done for us. Yep, no worries. So <laughs> our identity in Christ is not what we do on a personal level, but it's defined on our relationship with God and the plan and the future that he has created for us through what he has done for us. Not to make an identity for ourselves, but it's to make Jesus' identity known to others by how we choose to live and identify as sons and daughters of God. So instead of looking at what the world says, how we should live and who we are, it's important that we live in who God says we are and living in his identity. So let's look at Christ in us. As Christians, we know that Christ lives in us. As it says in John 15:5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. With Christ living in us, it gives us the power to live the way he did. He gives us direction and his power to live it out. The life he has called, called us. The life he has called us to live. In our identities, he has planned for us. This is one of the greatest things for us to remember, that there is a real personal dwelling of Christ in us. He's not just a spiritual being that is in heaven and talks to us, but we need to remember that he's actually with us and always remains with us through the faith in him. Ephesians 3.17 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts. Through faith, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. As Christ is in us, this gives us the same power and strength through him that there is nothing is impossible for him. And the power, and that power lives in us. When we realise this, this, it destroys our pride in ourselves and we depend on Christ in us, which gives us great confidence not in ourselves, but in Christ working in us to form the identity he has planned for us. When we receive Christ and become Christians, we are made new. We no longer desire the ways of the world, but we desire him and to be like him each and every day. When we become a Christian, we die with Christ, lay down our old sinful ways down, and we are raised through Christ through faith and God's working in your life. Colossians 2.12 Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. We are also filled with the Holy Spirit, who changes our character and our identities of who we were in our sinful ways and into a place of wanting nothing to do with sin, and to a place of wanting to serve God much more and to be able to work in his power and success that he has for our lives. With Christ in us, he gives us the power and the authority in him to be able to succeed in the plans that he has for us. To be in Christ is to be in a place that Christ controls. What means every action we do in our lives can be done in Christ if it is done in the power of the kingdom and the way that brings honour and glory to him. Living in the identity he has predestined in us. To be able to get to a place he is calling us, he calls us to a place of absolute surrender. Matthew 16.25 says, For whoever wants to save their lives will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. So a place of total surrender, in Romans 12.1-2, also says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by a renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. A place of total surrender is like getting on a train or a plane. You, you get on knowing your final destination, but everything else is in the control of the driver. You're putting your trust in them and the mechanics of the transport. In a similar way, Surrendering your life to God is putting aside your own control and letting God take you there. You know the final destination is eternity with God. However, the rest of the journey is in God's control. We surrender our lives to God. We are laying everything we think. We're laying everything we think we are at the feet of Christ and saying, "God, take control." Galatians two twenty. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave me himself for me. We have been crucified with Christ. We are dead to this world and alive in him and his identity. To live in our identity through Christ, we must come to a place of full surrender and allowing Jesus to work and lead, shape, and control our lives. 
Stop looking at the physical appearances when we follow God. Stop looking at the physical appearance when we follow God. We live in his identity for us and we gain eternal life in heaven. By allowing Christ, Christ, by allowing this, Christ becomes our main focus. And we want to base our eternity, identity on him. Not our jobs or relationships or anything that will pass away. One of the biggest ways the world wants to shape our identities is to make you feel insecure about yourself. The world will try and shape your identity into something what it thinks you are. People will judge people by the way they are. For example, people's appearances, how much they talk, how loud, how shy they might be. All these things and more have a negative effect on people and will form a picture of what their identity should look like to them by the basis of what people say they are and allowing people to influence them. A lot of the time they try and change themselves or identify as something else just to fit into what the world says they are. But that's not what God says, or how we see us. When we're, when the, no, sorry, I'll start that again. <laughs> but that's not what God says, or how he sees us. When the world says we're not enough, God says we're more than enough. For he created us, we are value to him. That's the next point we're going to look at, how God sees us. So Psalm 139, 13 to 16. For you formed my inner parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Whoever, uh, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, um, integrately woven in the depths of the earth. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, there we go. Thanks, Paul. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in the book, in your book were written. Every one of them, the days that were formed from me, when as yet there was none of them. Um, Alright. God hasn't called us to live a life of trying to change our lives to fit in with people. In the end, the only thing that matters is that we're created the exact way God has planned for us. We are perfect creations. He wove us together in our mother's womb. As it says in Psalms, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. This scripture should be encourage us that we're exactly the way God created us to be. There's no need for us to try and change to fit into the world. He's knit us together. We are, we are made in his image. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. In a world that brings people down and will try and tell you where you belong and what you can achieve in life according to them, we start to lose the focus on how much God values to us and how important we are to him. In a world constantly striving to be the, be- to be the best, we're constantly trying to outdo each other, trying to get ahead of the next person in line, whether it's a promotion at work, or being the best, the best in the sport, or trying to set people up to fail so that we look good. When we get caught trying to build our earthly identities in this world and build our and build our identity in what we do and try to get ahead, we lose focus on what really matters. We try to find value in what we do for ourselves instead of finding the value that God sees in us. But when we realise the value we have in our Father and we live in the Christ-like mindset, we set up our mindset to please him instead of chasing the next promotion and how, how we can get ahead and make a name for ourselves. We spend 
our time wanting more of God and to see him work in, our, in us. We'll let go of the idea of being highly ranked among men and choose to fear and follow God's plan for our lives. We don't have to waste our energy trying to get noticed in the world by people, people, but instead chase after God and his love for us. We want to do his plan and all he has for us. Instead of seeing people as your opposition for the next promotion, you see value God has put in them. When we see the value that we are to God, it also opens up our eyes. How much we need, need God's God. And the, sorry. Opens up our eyes to how much we need God. And the value God is in our lives. How much we need Him as our Saviour. All of a sudden, what was a value in our eyes doesn't matter anymore. After all, what achievement or promotion is impressive to God who created all things? Following his will over our life might not be impressive in a world, but when you know your identity in Christ, you know what's worth pursuing and building your identity in. You should get great encouragement to build your life in him and not of the world. Alright, so next part of our identity, we are loved by Christ. If you look at a world today, the way people treat and respect one another, you got to wonder, as the Black Eyed Peas put it all those years ago, where is the love? These days, not feeling loved and respect has, also has a massive impact on who we are and how our lives shape. For example, a child with parents that love and care and there for them have a lot better chance of making it in the world than a child that is unwanted and the parents are never around to look after them. In John 3.16, as we all know this scripture, um, for, God love, for, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's pretty awesome. Um, God loves us so much that he gave his one and only son and he paid the ultimate sacrifice for you. Once again, we see the value that we have in God's eyes, but we also see his unfailing love for us. God's love for us is unconditional. It never changes. For us, it brings comfort to us. Knowing that we have a Father that loves and supports us in all that we do for him gives us the encouragement to strive into what he has for us, knowing that he has our backs and he will never fail. So, God's love for us not only gives us comfort, but when we know that the love he has for us, we live in the identity he has for us. Then it compels us to love one another, sharing the love that we never deserved to an earth that needs his love more than ever. And I just accidentally deleted half of what I've just read. (laughs) So... If we can go to John 1.12. So, on to the next point. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave you the right to become children of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. We are of a family with God. We are born again and we take up Christ's identity as belonging to our Lord and Saviour. 
we are adopted into his family. How, how the world sees your identity can be built on your own family these days. And what your parents have done to achieve and build quite often how they got there. In a dog-eat-dog world, people often will do things to get, to get in front. And this can quite often affect how people see you, even if it's something that your family or parents have done. As sons and daughters, by adoption into his family, before we were saved, we had no relationship with God. But through Jesus and being justified and by regeneration through him, regeneration is being made spiritually alive and able to relate in prayer and worship and his word um, impacts our hearts. Being adopted into God's family gives us the privilege of going to him and building close relationship with the Father and knowing our Father on a personal level. As sons and daughters of God, our identity is built on what he has done for us. When we live in that, not only do we live in the life God has called us to, um, scratch the last bit, sorry. We will live... Deleted a paragraph, I forgot to change it. <laughs> um, when we built on what we had done for us, when we live in that life, not only do we live in a life of God, when we become a part of God's family, it is only through grace and believing what he has done for us. Never is it about what we have done. But we represent our Father in, Father in earth and through his plans and, his, and identity he has for us. We reveal God's identity to others through the way we live. As we take up our Father's identity, the things he loves becomes our love. His strength is our strength. His peace is our peace. We lose our earthly life and goals but gain eternity with him. We become alive with Christ and with our, uh, our identities in him. And when our identity is based on him, all the earth says we are doesn't matter because we see ourselves how God created us. We look at things through his eyes. We see ourselves as sons and daughters that we are loved and valued by the Most High. Um, in the world today, how much more does that world need to know that? Every, one of, every person searching for something, to find value in something, to find, to find how they identify in this world, everyone needs to know the love of our Father. That's why it's so important that we understand that we are loved and valued by Most High and we have a role to play on the earth to, to show his identity and who he is to others. So there's so many scriptures of God's promises over our lives. Um, sadly, I can't get it all into one run preach today. I'd love to do a series on it sometime. Um, but some of the things that we need to remember is that we're valued, we're loved, we're sons and daughters. We we reign with Christ. We're brothers and sisters with Him. So what what we've looked at this morning hopefully gives you confidence to live in the plan and the identity that Christ has prepared for you. Setting aside earthly desires and what, what you, and what yourself or others may think of you, but believe in living in your true identity that Christ gives us. I hope when the world says you're not enough, you have the confidence to say that my Father is enough, that he has made me I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and that we can be um, his representation on the earth. And I have sped through that. <laughs> and that's all I've got today. Thanks, guys.
Thanks for listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au.